up, everybody? Welcome back to the VTR podcast. Before we get started, please like, comment, and subscribe. No but longer. No for 200. Now for 300. So thank you guys for helping us get to 200, even though we've been asking for a while. Yeah. But yeah, eventually we got there. And uh, now yeah. we got a new number, new target to reach. 300. Uh, we reached, I think, last Thursday. So I already put it, like I said, on. make sure you guys follow our socials because we put it on Twitter and our Instagram that we hit... Uh, 200 200 um but you know job's not done we, we're still grinding we ain't gonna stop ever hopefully <laughs> hopefully ever yeah <laughs> so uh the goal is to keep going up and up it doesn't matter if it's a thousand obviously the goal the short-term goal is thousand maybe 500 or a thousand but thank you once again for the support we appreciate it a lot help us uh, get to 300 now and same thing with the instagram and tiktok uh help drive those numbers up and we'll keep pumping out content podcasts like this potentially more guests guest analysts clips um challenges on shorts and stuff like that so tier list whatever you guys want suggested down below as well so appreciate all the love there audio uh we didn't forget about you we'll check the numbers out but we appreciate everybody that downloads them uh gives us a rating and we'll definitely any podcast comes out it will always be on audio no matter what um and also check out yesterday's video jazz johal as a guest uh thank you for jazz for showing up obviously it's a long one but there's a lot of stories we shared, a lot yeah. of a lot of experiences he shared with us. His and fandom of baseball out of nowhere. A lot of things he'd uh, been through. Mental health stuff and everything. So check that out as well. Um and uh yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So let's just get right into it. Uh, we're so, early recording, so we, we're gonna be staring at a laptop screen for a little bit. Red zones on for the red zones on because uh Joven has a soccer game later. Plus, now a little secret for you guys since this comes out on Monday. We had a power outage uh, on the Saturday, so... All day. All day. So that's why the Jazz video isn't dropped on Saturday. It will be dropped off, dropped right as soon as we're done recording this. So, um, yeah, uh, check that out as well. And, uh, yeah, so we're... But we're not going to start off with the NFL. Um, we had some early games. We're obviously watching the 1 o'clock PST time slate games right now. But we got some breaking but news. It's as th- simple as this. Let's laugh at the Oilers. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just laugh at the Oilers. Because uh, obviously you could tell the fandom we <laughs> right? have here. Um, um, but yeah, Jay Woodcroft is no longer the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. He is fired as of this morning, so along with his, his assist, one of his assistants. Your reaction is, do you think it's a, do you think it's a good move? Um, I don't know. Because the reason why, before I tell you who, who they hired and stuff, the tweet that came out by Mike Martin Martignago... Woodcroft's record in Edmonton was 79, 41, and 13. Now, the thing is, they're okay. Well, he got fired after a win, which is kind of funny because they lost to the San Jose Sharks, but um, they, they were what three and 10 or something like that. They're like three and 10, yeah. Something. Um, for a team like that, I, st- I don't know. I think it, you, you said it before, it was a little too early to be any firings. Because, like, we've seen situations, uh, different sports, but, like, the Lakers 2-10 and 10 made it to the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, trades happen with that. Um, hockey, we saw St. Louis, but we don't know when they, I don't know when they fired their coach at the time, before they brought Berube in, I believe, to uh, when they went to win the Cup yeah, in yeah. Uh, 19. Same thing with the Nationals um, in 2019 as well. But, obviously, if it, it, ha- it had to be the move. Uh, at this point, I don't know. Like I don't, I wish maybe a couple of more games just to see. But who did they beat yesterday? I forgot. <laughs> Let me check that because well, like we were out of power, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, when we got it, I thought we were watching the highlights. But, yeah, <laughs> um, I didn't check anything honestly. They beat the Kraken, 
who were also struggling themselves. Yeah. Like, you no, because of the title aspirations, there were literally Greg Wyshynski, Stanley Cup favorite, many other Stanley Cup finalists. I think, no, not yours. Uh, you had them as contendership, though. Yeah, yeah. But um, like a lot of people put them in like, It was contenders. It's a different story, right? Like, this was the, for example, if this was the Seattle Kraken, then I'll be like, no, not the right decision right now. Same thing with the Canucks. If it was Rick Tockett at this point, then no. Um, funny enough, Rick Tockett is one of the reasons why they fired their coach. But, um, yeah, I think it might, it might be the move. Now, the problem is, who is the guy they hired and is he the right guy? First, before we get into that, let me, I'll show you my re- reaction yeah. first. For me, the problem is not, what Croft, the problem is not the players. The problem is just the general construction of the roster, right? That's a deep-rooted problems, and you can't fix that. The closest fix you can make it to is deadline or offseason, right? That's number one. Defense is terrible. Goalie, you already know the goalie situation. Jack Campbell can't even play a game in AHL properly right um, now. Um, yeah, continue. The thing with me is, like, it's not like, for me, it's not the right move to do, but it was the only move you could do, Yeah. right? Like, yeah, you saw his record like 70 and 50 or something yeah. like that, right? Like, that's an incredible record, right? And Jay Woodcroft, when he took over the team, was uh, insane like, when he first started, like, went on that insane run. So, honestly, co- that's why, like, coach firings, it's not even their fault half the time because, the, at the, at, uh, pardon me, um, at the same time, you're trying to f- figure out a fix. The only fix you could think of is a change of uh, leadership. And the problem is also how much did he lose the locker room, which I believe is bullshit if it's constant, right? Like, we'll get to Man United later on when we talk about soccer. We're talking about the same thing there. And, uh, you know, with the Canucks at, a couple of years ago, it needed it because it was Travis Green. The Boudreaux one, you could tell by the structure was different. And that was a whole different situation with the ownership being involved. But um, to your point about the roster construction, I don't know because last okay, goalie for sure is on Ken Holland. No, don't, no doubt about it. Like, you went out and paid Jack Campbell. Um, clearly, it didn't work out. Uh, Stuart Skinner did not, you know, step up to the plate like he did last year. Defensively, though, they weren't that bad last year. Last year, specifically. Because I don't know how much of that was now scheme McDa- change. Or McDavid outscoring the problems that as well. That too. Because like, I don't know how much of it was a scheme change as well. Because you brought Eck home in. They went on a huge winning streak, right? I don't know if he's like I don't from what I've heard of him from analysts because again we're not ice hockey players so we're learning as well like how the um, tactics and all that work because for us it's just like oh they're skating fast paced game right that's what we're into like we're, obviously soccer I could we know because we played it and coached it basketball I can kind of tell the difference too now hockey I'm still kind of learning and I know you're kind of learning and they're saying that the, the scheme was slightly different from last year into this year and clearly you could tell because yeah, they're, something they're, changed something strange right. And the offense isn't clicking on a high power like it was last year at the moment. And McDavid's slightly injured. Uh, Drysaddle isn't being consistent as he is. And Vander Kane regressed a little bit. And so did uh, Nuge. Because Nuge was a 100-point player yeah, last Nuge year. Yeah, Nuge was 100 points, yeah. Zach Hyman's been decent. But Zach Hyman will only go if he's on the McDavid line, right? So defensively, I think that's on the coaching slightly. Because I think there is a scheme change. Because they can't be that big of a drop-off, especially if you added Ekholm. Right, Ekholm's an upgrade Ekholm from Tyson upgrade. Berry. Right, hundred percent. Evan Bouchard, I don't know what the hell is he. Uh, how much is that on the player than the coach? Because Evan Bouchard is a great offensive defenseman. He is their new power play quarterback, but why is he so bad defensively? The, right, the goaltending, I agree. That's hundred percent on yeah. Ken Holland. That's hundred percent on him. But the thing is, like, I just seen so many plays where like they're, the players are pinching at the wrong moment. Is that causing, coaching? I don't know if that's coaching or is that as the or is decision that making. Decision making of the player. 
Yeah. Right? Because you're telling me Darnell Nurse is your highest paid defenseman and he's not your he best defenseman. He ain't number one. He ain't number one. Right? So, like, you there's issues or, there, yeah. too, as, as well. I don't know. Like, for me... It, the problems are not, like, fixable right away. It's deep-rooted. The only thing you could do right away is fire Jay Woodcroft, which they already did. Yeah. Uh, before I bring in the coach who they hired, because uh, we'll find out why he got hired, because there's connections there. Again, like, you bring in Ekholm, you bring in... You give Bouchard a more of a bigger role, and he was fine. They were fine last year. I, again, like you said, I don't know how much of it is like they just don't believe in his system, what the case may be. Um, yeah, um, j- like, but that record of Woodcroft is like, wh- yeah, I, I don't get it's it. It's insane <laughs> because it's a really good so record. The, ru- the rumored coaches or like the people that were like p- putting names out there, um, Bruce Boudreaux. But then again, defensively, how is that gonna fix? He's not him? good defensively. That's the problem. I love Bruce Boudreau, right? I wanted him to be the Canucks coach. Uh, obviously, now actually watching him play because we didn't know how systems really worked. It's a night and day difference between Rick Tockett and Boudreau. Yes, I know Boudreau didn't get the same squad as Tockett, but that's a different story. But to your point off camera, <laughs> can Boudreau just do, get them to go have fun, outscore your problems? Because you have two of the one. Okay, the greatest player in the game right now and. A top four, five player. To your in the game. point, right? Like Boudreaux just came in and like lit it up with the Canucks. But the problem is Boudreaux. But the issue with Boudreaux is not going to be. Yeah, that. But it's not. It's also not going to be defensive scheme. No, long, long term. Oh yeah, like, it's, it's very like, short term. And in the playoffs, if you're trying to save the season right now, he might be the guy. He's the guy. But if you're trying to hire someone for like the next two, three years, it's not Boudreaux. Yeah, but like like I said, um, the playoffs though, like his playoffs aren't the greatest either. Yeah. Uh, the other name was Gerard Gallant. And we saw what he did first year with Vegas. Uh, Rangers. Coach. Rangers, he was decent. But then, like again, he's kind of like a up-and-down guy. He's up and I down, wouldn't yeah. say he's a long-term coach either. But for this season, I would probably believe in him more than Boudreaux in That's general. Fair, yeah. And I don't know if this is just a help and a rough thing, but they wanted to uh, Daryl Sutter. Sutter. Just because, A, it's like a big F you to Calgary yeah. for letting me go. And he, I'm going to go join the Crosstown rival. Yeah. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it depends on how Daryl Sutter is acclimated as a person to the players because he's a great coach. 100%. There's no denying the coaching Kings, ability of Daryl Sutter. Kings, look at the Kings. LA Kings, this is 2012, 2014, I believe, right? Stanley Cup champions because of Daryl Sutter. Big reason part of that. Yeah, so like, even when he first came to Calgary, when uh, whoever got fired then, he helped Calgary. Look at the second year Calgary, they went nuts, right? But defensively, he would get you right and figure it out. Now, the question is, if, he, if McDavid ain't happy with that hire, you ain't going to get him, right? And Dreisaitl. But so, who is McDavid happy with? <laughs> Chris, no blotch or block. So, first of all, Oilers have fired head coach Jay Woodcroft and assistant coach Dave Manson after starting 3-9-1. and one. So, that yeah. was the record. So, 3-10 and 10 essentially. Yeah. Uh, Chris, no blotch. I, I apologize for pronoun- mispronouncing your name. Is replacing Woodcroft in the lead role. So, it's not like, I don't know if it's interim or is it for sure. And legendary former defenseman Paul Coffey will join him as an assistant coach. Kind of reminds me of a talk at bringing in Adam Foote. Foot and Gonchar. Gonchar as a player development. Yeah. Adam Foote. Uh, no Blotch was the bench boss of the AHL's Hartford, Hartford Wolfpack, which is, I don't think it's their um, affiliate though. Like how yeah. Travis Green was the affiliate yeah, yeah, and Trent Cole was. Yeah. I don't think he's the affiliate. So it's a different guy yeah. from a different Hartford. So I don't know who's there is. I'll double check that. But the main thing is this. He's Connor McDavid's coach when he McDavid played for the OHL's Erie Otters. Erie Otters, so yeah. So there's another guy now in the um, um, 
uh, I guess organization that has ties with McDavid because their CEO is was McDavid's former agent, if I'm not mistaken, Jay Jackson, I think was his name or something. Yeah. I don't, unless I'm mixing up my Blue Jay picture here, but uh, exactly. uh, it was something like that. So familiar now. How much of this is that you're doing this because McDavid is your guy and you you're gonna make McDavid happy no matter what because a his contract is up in three four years and if this continues. We won't be surprised if he requests a trade. Hundred percent. Same thing with Drysaddle, who's up up a year earlier. You gotta make him happy bro, at the end. Um, of the day. So just to, he coached. He is a champion in the junior level. Yeah. Like, um, he coached in the NHL in March 2021 when he led the New York Rangers for six games while David Quinn was in COVID at that time uh, protocol. Uh, he was an assistant coach with. So he has experience in the NHL. He's an assistant coach with Philly on 17, 18, and 18, 19. Um, the Wolfpack, which is the Rangers affiliate, so I don't have to search it up, hired him as their bench boss in 2019. Um, he has played a role in development of numerous NHLers, which is uh, including McDavid, Draprinkat, Dylan Strom, Anthony Sorelli, and Travis Dermott. Um, yeah, so Oilers are, like I said, they're second last in the NHL. Um, they gotta do something. Gotta do something. And the only thing, they only had one option to do. I don't know much about this coach, but. Let's hey. see how it does. Like, obviously, is it a new coach? At this rate, for how your season is going. Bump, sorry. For how your season is going, just try find a way to keep your boys happy. <laughs> okay, now my, I'm gonna ask this question like I asked last time. Do you would if you were a betting man, would you still bet that like five bucks, and it's probably a big return based on what the record is that they will make the playoffs somehow? Uh, yeah, I would. Cause like I, still a good team, am I right? crazy to believe that? I'm not saying they'll overpass the Canucks and finish top three or the Kings or anything like that. But at least wild card one and two spot, I can't bet against McDavid. I'm sorry, <laughs> at this That's point. Fair. Like, like fair I, to... I can't. Like, can they figure out their goaltending? Maybe they'll have to make a trade. UC Soros, if somehow miraculously goes there, it'll be insane. Or whoever else could be there. But I like if they fix their goaltending, I I I would bet that they would go on a huge win streak at one point and probably make a wild card spot. And I won't be surprised if this, from there, kind of like the Lakers last year when they made a move uh, and then they made the Western Conference Finals. Same thing here. I, I believe that's very similar situation. Sometimes it takes a move, right? And maybe you already made that move by firing a coach. But at the end of the day, goaltender either needs to step up, which Stuart Skinner, second year, sophomore. And whoever slump. they called up from the AHL now. And whoever they called up from the AHL. But they're going to need to find something like that. Because LA found that in Phoenix Copley before they traded for uh, Corpus Allo last year and LA now Cam Talbot's doing killing well. it he's killing so, it so former Oiler by the way yeah and uh, but yeah on the flip side now yeah so Oilers you know let's see what happens obviously um, we're intrigued because we're in the same division we have a mini rivalry with a, a Jeevan's mom uh, remind me of Jeevan we gotta talk about that as well I forgot to write on the board yeah um, and uh, but even then like you still gotta pay attention to the Oilers because they have the best player in the world Hundred percent, right? Because right, if they're in the lottery, I will not be surprised if they end up with Macklin celebrating. Bro, they're gonna get another number one. Because <laughs> we were pick, doing man. the, we were doing the. Like, can you name the number one? Can you name pick? the number one overall pick? And then Jeevan's brother was we at their house. Like how many did they have? <laughs> how many did they have in a row? Like they had three in three in a row, four in five years or something. They had three in a row. Then they had the third pick, which got them dry so, saddle. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and eleven. Eleven. So it was Hall, Nuge, and Yakupov. Right. No. Other 10, 11, 12. Or 10, 11, 12. It was yeah. 10, 11, 12. 13 was dry saddle third, but that was the one they kind of needed to win for Ekblad to get a defenseman. Yeah. And then 14. Uh, 15 was McDavid. 15 was McDavid. So they had yeah. like, yeah. Because of that, they changed the rule that you can't have like three within five years. Exactly. But um. But yeah, that's, that's Oilers, the Oilers side of that's things. That's the Oilers side of things. They started off with a win though. So that's, yeah, that's good. That's true. Um, but other big news in the NHL. 
before we go into our Crosstown reactions. Rivals in Alberta still. Who is also a shit show. So, who was also a shit show at the exactly. end of the day. Exactly. Um, they, even though I think they won that game or it was an overtime loss to overtime. Toronto. Shootout loss. To shootout Toronto. loss to Toronto. Um, one of the pending UFAs, Nikita Zadorov, requested a train from the Flames. Uh, defenseman, left shot D, big guy. Um, it was funny because it was like right after the game, Don Milstein, his client, which we'll get into the funny side of this for a second, was uh, essentially confirmed it. And he was saying, like, why is he getting low ice time? Uh, so on and so forth. I think he was one of the guys, like, after the game, him and, like, Mikhail Backlund, like, when the fans are booing, stuff like that was going down. That, like, obviously we got to pick this shit up or we're screwed, right? So the thing was, before we get back to Zadorov and what, who are the potential candidates and stuff, Oh, this is a tweet. I don't think, because like, Dan, can we keep him? Question mark. Uh, Milstein replied to that tweet. I don't think so. Not when the best D barely gets the ice time. Now, obviously, it's his clients. He's going to call him the yeah, best defenseman. Because yeah. in my opinion, it's still Hannafin. But um, they're, are they going to be the biggest seller of the trade deadline? This is something I would ask if we get any other NHL analysts, whether it be uh, Wyshynski. They Wyshynski have the most pieces, right? Because they have Tanev. A lot of. Zadorov. A lot of pending. Uh, Hannafin. Lindholm is the, probably the biggest one. A lot of pending free they've agents. They re-signed Backlund and gave him the captain's Yeah, team. yeah. And I'm not, I'm not sure if they're missing one. I'm, I'm missing one or two more. Because <laughs> they already be. got rid of Toffoli. You might already. be. At this rate, your Markstrom might be traded. Yeah. Who knows? Well, yeah, because he's actually doing well this yeah. year for them. Um, but yeah, let's go back to Zadorov. So Zadorov, good defenseman, but if you're big looking, defenseman. If you're looking at it from a Canucks aspect, it's gonna be a rental, because if we trade for him, it's gonna be like okay, you gotta pay Hirona, you gotta pay PD as well. Yeah, so 3.75 million will be the cap hit. We don't know if it will be any retention because, again, it's the NHL cap, which sucks. But, um, so the teams that are involved are the Canucks, reason being, Dan Milstein client. Exactly. Why is that yeah. a big factor? Um, Andre Kuzmenko, Elia Mikheyev, and there was a guy we traded from uh, New York last year. Um, Kravtsov. Kravtsov, when we had him. Yeah. And then there was other players, I think, on the team right now. The other team is Toronto, and this one's intriguing because Bratra Living. Bratra Living is the one who uh, got Zadorov, Zadorov, signed him Zadorov. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now he's Toronto's GM, and Toronto needs defense help. Right? 100%. Probably do. more than us at this point. They do. And um, Even though they beat but us. But at the same time, I look at it, it's like, like if Calgary's going to Bratra Living and be like, bruh, you great job you finessed to trade for us for the Kachuk but then you screwed us over heavily by giving an extension to Jonathan Huberto which by the way is he the worst contract in hockey right now probably and then Nazem Kadri who's probably the second worst or up there at least up there in the worst well, contract yeah. in hockey and then on top of that um, you also extended I think Mackenzie Weger. Uh, but like those two, especially though the big ones of the forwards who are not yeah, even struggling like, like Huberto got benched and they want the yeah game. exactly right so if I'm Calgary, Calgary's be like, what, you think I'm going to reward you by giving you Zadorov or something? Well, no, Unless you're giving me like, little, I don't know, massive little, picks or something. Or a little, little revenge plan going on there. Yeah. But, yeah, no, Toronto could definitely use them. We could use them, just, I just don't know how we're going to manage to fit it in with our cap. And, Because uh, we're also trying to get, bring in Ethan Bear. And then Bear Devils, and the right? Shot, right? Yeah. The third team? Um... It, I don't have that saved. I think it was just like a request to trade. A request to trade. It could be the Devils, yeah. Okay, so like according to Rick Dollywall, heavily linked with agents around the league, especially with the Canucks, obviously hosted Donnie and Dolly, um, has said that uh, the Canucks will be heavily linked with them. Even before the trade request, they're saying that like they're monitoring everything that um, 
Nikita Zadorov mainly yeah. is doing. The other name he mentioned, which we'll get into in a second, is Chris Tanev. But yeah, and I got so again the Dan Milstein side of things. I will not be surprised at all. But the question is, as a Canucks fan now, if, let's just talk with the Canucks side of things because I'm I'm not I'm not surprised, or I won't be as surprised if like the I, I think it'll end up being a Devil or a Maple Leaf. But like, are we gonna like? Would you give up a first? Let's just say, would you give up a you first? Can't, you can't. Would you give up a first knowing he'll resign? It's gonna be tough. I don't think I would give up a first for Zadorov, right? And, and, it's, and it's, he's not resigning. It's a rental. Yeah. For us, hundred. Well, no, I he we, can't. No, because it's Milstein. That's why I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. And he. Yeah, no, but like, Milstein's the type of guy to but, keep his word but, that way too. It's not that the situation we're in. We gotta sign oh, Petey yeah. and Hronik, bro. That's he's too. not the priority number one. Yeah. Right. That, that's I the, would. So the issue is not. Or if he wants to sign, the issue is we generally might not be able to. Myers is off the books, but like you said, that's Hughes and Hironic. And Hironic will get equal to Hughes' money because he's a right-shot defenseman playing with Hughes. So do people can't say, oh, it's easy. Like, it's easy for us to say, oh, he ain't going to get six. Like, like, we were saying with Horvat, he'll resign. Look what happened with Horvat, right? So with Hironic, it's going to be the same thing. And he has all the leverage because we traded a first for him. Well, I didn't say we were signing Horvat. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying people are like yeah, people yeah. around there saying it's easy. We're going to sign Horvat. Like, they're not that stupid. Which obviously they ended up sending Miller. They had to get rid of him, which is the right move. But um, that's a different story. Um, yeah. So the big big thing with Zadorov is like he is like that game I saw hit a hard hit, clean hit. He's a big stay at home defenseman. Um, is he gonna be partnered with who? We don't know because he's a left shot D. Like, are you really gonna move down unless you're moving Cole or Susie to the right side? That's right? gonna happen. But yeah. That's the case, right? Um, partially, I, I don't mind. Like, I want to see if we're gonna be like this good. And we'll get into the Canucks in a second overall as what were thoughts on it. Then I, I would be, I wouldn't mind looking for some rentals, but that, that are not like, you have to give up like a f- second or a first. Yeah, maybe. exactly. But maybe someone in there. We don't have second round picks <laughs> yeah. to give up. Um, If I were to, like, I won't be surprised if he becomes a like, Toronto Maple Leaf. Okay. If, I, if, I, if anything, I hope he becomes a devil. A devil, yeah, more than Maple Leaf. But yeah. the thing is like, I'm, I'm not going to be mad if we get him. Like he's a good player. Like I, I think he'll fit in well and everything. The issue is, like, what do you have to give up to get him, right? And we don't have much, really, even though we're playing so good. But, yeah, no, I, I, pro- I give props to management. Like, they're trying to reward the team, you know, trying to, like, get everything out of this season as, as you possibly can because it's going to be a little bit different next year. Yeah, so because of, of the OEL cap hits. Because the cap hits and everything, they're yeah. They're going to come in. But, um... The reaction to the Canucks season. Well, no, sticking with the Calgary for a second. Do you? I'm gonna name the names. Do you expect them to get traded, bro? I, every name you say, I'm gonna say yes. Or I'll give you the answer right now. Like, do you actually genuinely? You genuinely them? do because they have no other way of. They're gonna lose them for free otherwise, right? There's those those guys are good players, right? Okay, fine. Where do you think Elias and Lindholm will be a p- perfect fit? Boston. Okay, so you still you still Boston, believe that? Yeah. Um, I could argue Colorado. Uh, yeah, you could argue well. Colorado. Yeah. But it depends, right? And then uh, Tanev. Do you want Tanev? To bring Tanev home. I would love to bring that up. <laughs> That's the only one you're like, okay, you know yeah. what? Go do it. Because, yeah. uh, again, maybe that gives Heronic and Cole a pairing. And uh, Hughes knows how to play with Tanov. Already, yeah. So, And he's not as injury prone as he once was. Yeah. Because I think he has better gear to block shots with. And he, that's the other thing. He won't be scared of blocking shots. Bro, he's a ma- Tanov's a proper bunda. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he hasn't played with Demko yet either. And Demko will love him. Yeah, so, for sure you love okay, him. Okay, uh, Canucks. Um, lost to Toronto, which is out of the, the worst team you wanted to lose to. But... It was it was coming. It was coming though because okay. First of all, those people that are saying Canucks regression is coming, no shit, Sherlock. Because look, the numbers we're putting out 
are like 70s, 80s, nine teams that have probably done it max. And they're from the 70s and 80s. This isn't the same. Oilers didn't do this last year. And we saw McDavid go for like 150 points or whatever he dropped yeah, and dry side like and, and had like over 120 and Nuge had 100, right? So um, it's going to come down in terms of production wise, but that doesn't mean that we'll, we won't win games 1 nothing, 2 1, 3 4, 3 2, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Like, I was not, like, if you're being uh, realistic, I don't think the Canucks were going to sustain this. Now, no they gave me the confidence, like, every shot they shot pretty much went in the net, right? Now, that could be deflections or whatever the case may be. Now, however, I still don't think they'll shit the bed and maybe drop to a wild card spot or miss a playoff. So that's a different story. Injuries may happen. It's hockey, right? For any team. Exactly. So, hockey. my thing is, as long as they're healthy enough and then they could have their structure enough to win games, because um, secondary scoring stepped up, but how it's still not there in terms of depth. At the end of the day, as long as your stars are your stars, they're, they proved it this year that, like, you know, they're up there in the NHL. As long as your stars are being your stars, a.k.a. Demko, Hughes, PD. PD ain't 100% either. And Miller, by the way. And then, yeah, we'll throw in Miller as well. If they're your best players, you're going to have a chance of winning every game. Yeah, so, like, no, it's no... Like, regression is bound to happen in terms of Bro, s- like you're ten, overall analytics You're 10-2-1. You're not going to s- sustain a 10-2-1 record all year, right? You're not yeah. Boston from last year. Yeah, like, only teams right now that are on pace of beating that is Boston again, surprisingly. And then Vegas. And Vegas. And I kind of have faith more in Vegas out of the two other teams yeah. that do it, right? And Colorado kind of fell off a little bit recently. Yeah. But yeah, no, overall for the Canucks season, like, we love it. Great season. We're excited, like, we're, right? I think Greg Wyshynski dropped, uh, uh, I think he did a survey around the league, who were the award winner favorites. Go check that out on ESPN.com, because Greg's our boy now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to consider him our boy now. Greg's our boy. <laughs> but, um, we might not be his boys. Literally. But I think he has PD. They had voting PD, PD winning the heart right now. He was winning the Norse by a margin. A big of a margin right now. It's a big margin. And then they have um, Damco. Damco winning the Vesna and Talk is third because Detroit's doing what they're doing and yeah. Vegas is still going uh, killer mode right now. But that being said, um, yeah, like at the end of the day, that's like that. They have a game later on today at the time of this recording. So, uh, so that that being said, we'll see how how it continues. They're on a road trip, but you know, as of right now, they're beating the bad teams by a lot, which shows. A good thing now Edmonton is considered bad for now I guess because <laughs> they weren't the case yeah, that way true. but um and they're in games with the close teams I don't know what happened to the Toronto game yesterday because a we were kind of listening to the radio b we had a soccer game that did not happen but c um power outage power outage so we didn't know what happened at the game I heard it was bad bounces you know a classic a lot Tyler of penalties Miles own goal. a lot a lot of, a lot of penalties. penalties we didn't react the auto game was pretty bad but then like games like you know Dallas Dallas is a cup contender yeah they won. Rangers. Ref screwed us. Ref screwed us in overtime. <laughs> and the fact that we were in overtime. Back to back with shows, the Smith. Right. Yeah. Um, right? Like, those are good teams. And obviously, yeah. Leafs, you know, we're, I don't know what happened there fully. Very quick reaction to the rest of the league um, that are still somewhat surprises. So, Philly went back down to earth. Yeah. They're 7-7-1 seven, seven now. Washington is a team I'm intrigued with right now. Same. I have too. <laughs> this is what I kind of expected a little bit at times. I'm like... They were like the Rams for me of the NFL. I wrote them off. You wrote them off. I'm like, in the hunt of getting Ovechkin goals, they might mess around and win games. They're 7-4-2. And And they were still kind of being talked negatively in the media, like, oh, what type of team is Washington going to be? They're third in the division. They're ahead of cup contender New Jersey right now. Yeah, they are. So, that's the team that if we bring Greg on or whoever NHL person we bring on, uh, if we are able to bring him on, 
um, I would want to ask about because we had we ran out of time last time with Greg to yeah. ask. Um, surprise though, uh, Pittsburgh is seven and six, so they're kind of yeah. they were five hundred below five hundred. Now they're kind of coming to earth up. Uh, Rangers have the same record as us. Rangers, well, I think we're ten three. Rangers are killing now. it, but the, we all know who it is right now. Detroit, Detroit Red Wings, right? Five and two. They are on a tear right now. Um, for what we expected, we expected Ottawa and Buffalo to be taking a jump, but Ottawa's last placed. Oh, very quickly, DJ Smith gone next. Hundred percent. Okay, and then uh. <laughs> Red Wings are just up there, and Sabres are like in the similar spot. We thought Berube would have been fired. He's seven five and one, which is decent. I have Winnipeg exactly. My f- Central is perfectly lined up. The top three, at least, as of right now, yeah. Yeah, Minnesota shitting the bed. Arizona was a weird team for me to predict as well because I think they they have the talent, but I don't know if they were you know how it would have went. And we all know how bad Edmonton is right now. We all know how bad the Pacific Division is right now. So Ducks are pretty surprising too. Seven six and oh. Yeah, that's well. between them and um, and Detroit yeah. are the biggest surprises for me. Uh, league leader wise, oh uh, Jack Hughes obviously being hurt kind of, kind of sucks. Um, Petey being slightly injured apparently is up there, but uh, Petey's leading in points. Matthew's leading in goals. Brock Besser at eleven though. Patterson's leading assists. Hughes League and five. <laughs> like it's all Canucks are in there, bro. Like yeah. it's, it's so weird. And then Demko's it. tied for wins. Yeah. At seven. So it, it's insane. And his goal against is one point nine six. And his goals and his save percentage is at nine thirty five. So um yeah, that's the that's the NHL side of things. Um let's move let's see. On. Let but the next time we yeah. check Philly dropped off, let's see if Detroit or someone we'll see someone rises there. or not. Edmonton is a key team to watch out for. Uh, let's see if they um, rise up. But let's go to NFL, obviously live right now. Um, the 1 p.m. games you got the Lions the Chargers probably the best one out of them but let's go back to Thursday Night Football Thursday Night Football Panthers Bears uh, we I, picked the Panthers but it was a gut feeling because we didn't know who to pick because both teams are really bad yeah and uh, the Bears just had a perfect game zero sacks allowed zero turnovers and I think it was zero something else T- touchdowns I think I think so oh, offensive touchdowns offensive touchdowns because uh, Panthers got a special team touchdown yeah but um Panthers, Tyson Badgett comes in, has more wins than Justin, Justin Fields, Fields this year, has more wins than Bryce Young, who went number one. And Tyson Badgett was like a second division player, and his schedule was like teams I've never heard of, and then start the NFL teams that he started against. <laughs> right? So it's like, obviously, I thought the Panthers would win. I thought Bryce Young would be better than this. I don't know. Frank Reich's probably gone at the end of the year. It has to be. It has right. to be. Um, but yeah, so the Bears ended up winning 16-13. What... Yeah, not nothing much to say about this one. Missed the game tying field goal at the end, which was like fifty nine yards, and uh, yeah, no Bryce Young saying saying himself, uh, but to be fair, his situation isn't the best. But at the same time, you gotta be doing a little bit. You gotta be doing something to show that you know you have life. That yeah. we should have faith in you. Like how Sam Howell, I have faith in Sam Howell. Right, uh, I don't have that faith in Bryce Young. Yeah. Right now. Uh, live reaction for this one though, Dallas is up twenty eight nothing a half against the Giants. They won forty nothing. There's a passing down. Huh? It's be like forty eight nothing. No, no. What I'm saying is, the Giants have not scored a goal. And they have scored a, a point, point on that defense. A, yeah. In one way or another. All right. Let's get right to the morning game. Uh, ironically, involving the Colts, it was Indianapolis ended up beating New England Patriots r- rivalry overseas ten to six. Boring Stinker game. game. <laughs> Stinker. Boring game. But you see that stadium roof though at Frankfurt. Yeah, it's a nice, nice little retractable roof that just. Goes into the jumbotron and the jumbotron goes up. Yeah. yeah, it was insane to see. But um, 
Yeah, we'll talk about Probably the cold the best part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first two drives were insane. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about the first... Um, we'll talk about the Colts. The Colts, because there's a lot to talk about. Nobody else talked about them. And, and New uh, England after. NFL countdown. Uh, yeah, no, Gardner Minshew is Carson Wentz 2.0. And uh, this team, the defense showed up today, stacking Mac Jones many times, two big interceptions to really trend the tide of the game. But offensively, we did die down, not, not scoring 20 points, finally. But we still found a way to win. Steichen has these guys rolling 5-5 five and five after 10, right? Depending on what you have with the seven games left, to be fair, the only team I'm not confident in probably the Houston Texans game and the Bengals game. Everything else, I kind of think we should win. But the situation is, yeah, Gardner Minshew, you're making plays, but the t- type of plays you're making, like, if you don't make those plays, you're going to get bashed. Would you rather have Carson Wentz or Gardner Minshew? <laughs> Gardner Minshew. Because <laughs> right, we, we, we already saw with Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, the difference was that Carson Wentz, we had expectations. Gardner Minshew, we didn't. Even this year with Anthony Richardson, we would not have. But um, defensively, though, like obviously we let him go down the field. Injuries are a factor. Buck was hurt for a little bit. Okay, I don't know if Quiddy Pay even came back. He did. Okay, but probably limited. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, the thing was... They made the big play when they needed to. Like, I'm not a big fan of Gus's defense schemes more I watch it. Now, I'm not saying that because I'm a huge Shaq Leonard fan either. But, like, there's not really big, big play. Now, like, um, like turnovers still, like, late down the drive. The good thing was when they did drive down the field, we limited them to field goals. Um, That was the key thing. You're, yeah, you're making points. Like, if you're talking about the game, he was fine today. Like, yeah. if you're talking about any other game, yes, that's fair to say. But, like, after today... Um, I'm not going to say anything about Gus just because, you know, you did a good job today. So, like, and with the Buck and Grove being out on the one drive, obviously, they're going to drive down a little bit. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, like, ran it down on us. Yeah. Pretty and crazy. Our guys suspended for PEDs. <laughs> they were our main run stopper. <laughs> um, with the, with the last thing with the Colts, though, um, run the damn ball guy. <laughs> Jonathan the Taylor, t- only 69 yards. Uh, 23 rushes, though, so you got a touchdown. Um, Josh Downs obviously with injured made some plays made a big play uh, Alec Pierce always has that one play Pittman obviously was the main guy but yeah let's move on to the Pats side obviously they have more question marks okay um, first question off the bat with the Pats do you agree with Bailey Zappi coming in in the la- two minute drill two minute drill no it was like the fourth quarter yes like the beginning like the beginning of fourth quarter yeah I could see that but not but like to, the la- to be fair Mac Jones Yes, he wasn't playing good. I don't think he had a stinker until that interception. Yeah. Um, I think it was kind of like helping, kind of hanging in there a little bit. But I don't know, Bailey Zappi coming in. Like, what do you expect is going to happen? Like, the man's cold. Yeah. Like, your two-minute offense, he's not even get like, there's no chance to set up plays properly, right? You know, two-minute offense are like, no huddle, no huddle, no huddle. And uh, obviously, the interception was terrible. Fake spike interception. Yeah. And uh, before that, Mac Jones and Ramondre Stevenson went down the field. Yeah. And horrible pick there. Horrible pick there. But like, hit their OC. With, I think it was Bill O'Brien. But I can still see why Bill did it. It's just the timing of it. The timing was wrong. Right. And obviously, we're going to look at this team to be picking a quarterback. Uh, and obviously, we're going to allude to the next question. Should Bill be fired? We already, you already know our answer from the last pod. No. I still don't think so. But will you be surprised if he somehow, after this game? Yeah, especially. Probably not. But just knowing how short leashes co- coaches are on. 
But doesn't matter. B- if Bill's been, a different story. Doesn't matter if you've been there for like. Se- I think Bill's a different story. Doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter if you've been there for fifty years. Like Robert Kraft might be like, oh, Jimbo Fisher's fired. It could be one of those situations where Robert Kraft's like, yeah, you're fired. Now you know what? No, I quit. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but then obviously, Bill, secret extension signed, so he might just take the firing if anything. Bill might just fire the owner. Um, that's what that's no, what Bill is. Bob Kraft is like <laughs> massive. Yeah, <laughs> that's I know. The um, flip side though, Mac Jones. How much is it that now Josh McDaniels is now fired from the Raiders that he will, I mean, I predict he might be back <laughs> as the OC next year. His rookie year, he had Josh McDaniels and he had a good year. I'm not saying he was like an outstanding guy or whatever, but he was in discussion for a little bit for offensive rookie of the year because of it, because of the quarterback position. Do you think if Josh Mac Jones has one more year and if it, if it is McDaniels coming back that he should be given that year or I do agree with Randy Moss when he said, like, I think Mac Jones can still be a starting quarterback, caliber quarterback, but in the right situation, which in this case is Josh McDaniels. I would say yes if Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix weren't the next draft class. <laughs> okay, assuming they're not going quarterback at all. Like, if, jo- yeah. if, if it was announced right now that Josh McDaniels will be back as OC next year. No, I'm, I'm, I'm switching. No matter what? Like that draft class is too good, right? There's you have an opportunity. Bills the GM too. You have an opportunity, bro. Like to <laughs> like kind of potentially draft a franchise guy. You're you're two and eight. You're gonna have a top pick in a draft. You're the worst team in the conference. Obviously, NFC is way worse compared to the AFC. But you're the worst team in the conference. You have a genuine chance of picking your franchise guy, right? So I'm not gonna pass up on that opportunity because I'm hopeful that Mac Jones had a connection with uh, Josh McDaniels and. That's why. Now here's the difference. That's a you're talking if. to Bill Belichick here. If he's still there, yeah. <laughs> Bill's known to do some weird shit in drafts. Who right? knows, man? So, yeah, no, I still think he's a, if in the right situation. Mac Jones is still fine. Yeah, I, I think agree in the with right that. situation. But I can't bank on that when the upcoming draft class is not next. Okay, fine. Take away next year. Do you think I can't? Like no. Okay, what? let me finish. <laughs> if he were to go to a different team, yeah. in a situation like like he could, someone could sign him. Yeah, like like, like Minnesota wants to sign him, sign him or like trade for him. Yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. I don't like, mind is that. he? Do you believe him in him? If he had a decent old line, Kevin O'Connell's your play caller. You have Jefferson. One yeah, healthy. like I like you would you would. Like, I agreed with you, but I'm just saying. Yeah. That's I'm like, not talking about New England here. Not, no. Yeah, yeah. New. If you're talking about that, yeah, I'm fine with that. But like, if you're talk, I'm talking about New England, you gotta move on. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying no matter what, move on. You done, can't take that risk out anymore. of the picture. You can't take that risk. Okay. But would you be surprised if Bill's like, eh, I got McDaniel's back? Just sure, Bill, man. He does whatever he wants, <laughs> and honestly, he deserves whatever. What he deserves that you know respect of doing whatever he wants. But the issue is, it's not, it hasn't been working lately. Okay. Um, let's talk about our game of the. I guess the days we had With first multiple, one. Uh, that's as Amon Ra rushes for a touchdown. <laughs> okay, um, Browns Ravens was probably the big. I think the biggest one we had to talk about the three that we wanted to talk about. Um, before we go to see just Stroud because I know you. All right, Browns Ravens. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, that's weird. This one was a weird one because you thought Ravens had it in the bag. So obviously Lamar throwing a crucial pick, showing that why the defense is really good of the. Cleveland Browns, uh, two picks for Lamar Jackson, but like when you put up thirty-one points on the defense, right? Well, not not thirty-one, minus seven for that because Watson threw a pick six. Uh, you kind of expect to win. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the game was incredible. Like Watson, you did enough to get drive. Watson started off one for nine, but he ended up finishing pretty well. Yeah. Like he kind of twenty for thirty-four, two hundred thirteen yards. Uh, his longest being. 
like 28. Give, oh, yeah. Like, give credit to the Browns. Obviously, the defense is hanging in the game for so long. And then for the offense to finally show up. The Ford, 107 yards rushing. Exactly. <laughs> this is another... Obviously, their O-line is really good. Obviously, we've been saying it the whole time. If their quarterback could figure it out, these guys are a contending team. And we're not saying he needs to be Houston level, but if he needs just competent level, right, they have a chance. So, but yeah, the Ravens is just like crucial mistakes at crucial times. Obviously, Lamar's pick six. You can't throw that. You can't have that happen. I'm not saying who's, I'm not saying whose fault it is because I don't remember the play. But you can't have that happen when you were up a touchdown or two touchdowns and... Uh, Basically, actually no, I think we're up t- touchdown, so that would that would tie the game. But they missed the they missed the extra point. Yeah, so that would have tied the game. So you can't have that happen in that situation. Yeah. Was, was what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, they got the ball back too. Couldn't make much of it, but uh, just and then out, they yeah. were, they dro- drove down and hit the game-winning field goal. But yeah, no, a great game. Again, our power rankings are gonna be all over the place because a team that we introduced in, at least I introduced in, and you had it two weeks in a row, the Cincinnati Bengals, and this was one of our teams where we're like. We didn't really pick it as our upset, but don't be surprised. And exactly that's what happened. Um, Houston Texans, CJ Stroud, uh, 30-27 win, led the drive again to get the game-winning field goal. Um, Joe Burrow was obviously down most of the game, had two brutal picks, and then uh, CJ ended up returning the favor by giving another his second pick of the year. Um, but this team might fall out again because they're 5-4. and four. <laughs> And uh, yeah, uh, with this game... You want to talk about CJ Stroud because mainstream media is saying some things that you mentioned last week that now that I will agree on could be a realistic factor because mainstream media is talking about it. But I did agree with you, but you that said day. last week. So was it last Monday's podcast? Obviously, we recorded on Sunday. Yeah. And then I said that when you put CJ Stroud in a MVP conversation and then Monday morning, all the mainstream media coming out saying that, yo, he actually might be. An MVP conversation. And then officially today. And now officially, he beat someone that potentially could have been an MVP conversation if he just, you know, found his, uh, just kept it going. When Joe Burrow. So he just fouled back-to-back weeks, game-winning drives, obviously throwing his second pick, insane rookie numbers, and uh, deservedly so, just deserves the attention that he is. He sold as the Houston Texans as a team and what D'Amico Ryan is doing. But, like, what you, nobody ever thought this was going to happen. Yeah, then that's everybody thought. She, um, was it who was getting the top two picks? Uh, Arizona. Arizona, Arizona, Arizona was gonna get the top two picks because of that. Yeah, but no, CJ Stroud's a proper quarterback, and uh, he's just freaking killing it. <laughs> just like I, I don't know what, like I can't describe how he's dude, playing. Dude, I sort of got if I hear another thing about those tests. In the it's next, bullshit. In the next draft, Caleb Williams is this or Drake May is that? I feel or like whatever. Peop- I feel like people like do this things like you no know, too much, right? Like Micah. Yeah. Has attitude issues, but like, look at the talent. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, it depends on what the thing is. Like, you don't want a situation where it's Jalen like, Carter is different, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Micah legal. didn't have anything. It was just like, you yeah. know, attitude. Like, sometimes you just like, you know, you got to take the player. And Dallas yeah. took the player, right? Um, So, like, doing all these little mini tests, like, you can't predict what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Like, look at Micah. He's probably a good team. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying he was a bad teammate then. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he's a good teammate <laughs> still. Uh, look at Stroud. He's not. What was it like? IQ test. Yeah. Some. I don't know what. He's it looking was. a very smart football player to me <laughs> yeah. right now. So, um, that division right now six and three Jaguars, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, Texans five and four, Colts five and four, and then I think Titans five are out five. of the picture. Colts are five. five and five. Sorry, and then t- uh, Titans are three and six, so they probably could be out of the picture soon. Yeah, if Houston ends up winning the division, I'm giving him the MVP. 
right? Like yeah. I'm giving him MVP. I don't care. Well, I'm, I'm giving him the playoffs. If he finishes <laughs> second and if he like, I, see, that's the realism factor where it comes in. I don't think he'll get it. He'll get votes though. That's a different story now. Will he get win MVP as a seventh seed, sixth seed? I don't think so. Um, but if he wins a division and he's a top four seed because of that, uh, yeah, giving him MVP for sure. Um, they're one game behind. They're ahead of the Bengals now. And they're w- we're one and a half game behind the division. How much of a realistic chance do you give after seeing the Jacksonville performance today? Uh, granted, it against it was against San Francisco, and based on schedule, I think we have the easiest. Do you give Indy or Houston to win the division? It's now? Houston more than Indy. Okay. Houston still got to play Jacksonville. And they have the quarterback. And they have their quarterback, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But Jacksonville, I don't see them losing too, too many. Like, I think they play Baltimore still, yeah. which is going to be a tough one. And I think they play Cincy, right? So we'll see what happens with those two games as well. And the NFL season on drugs. So we don't know what's And there's happen. two Titans game, right? You don't know what happened there, yeah. right? But it's Houston because, like, they already beat Jacksonville once. We lost them twice. If they could beat Jacksonville a second time, they already had a tiebreaker. Yeah. So as long as they could just figure out to tie the record, and there's a very possible chance of that happening. Yeah. As you're reacting to Atlanta, or was it Atlanta Arizona. pick, right? I think it was Atlanta turnover. But yeah, there's a chance for Houston because uh, they could sweep the Jaguars and be you know a same record as team. And I don't think the Jaguars gonna be a. What do you think? What do you think Jaguars' record gonna be? Like I think eleven and. Okay, let me pull up their schedule. Let's talk about the Jaguars too. Eleven and six. Yeah, probably. Really. You think so, right? Like, okay, they got their ass kicked today, 34-3. By right? San Fran, who? It is San Francisco, who's coming off a bye week as well, but also on a three-game losing streak, adding Chase Young to that well, yeah, team. show something. And Brock Purdy might not be concussed anymore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, that gotta, oh, uh, Christian McCaffrey's streak ended at 18. Yeah, but you got to show something against the big games, right? Like yeah. how we mentioned Miami. Yeah. Uh, there's, so their schedule, like I would still pick the Bengals over them. I could still do that too. I could see that. Like I could like realistically, I could see the Titans. They're at home, so I won't. See, uh, they'll be the Titans at home. Yeah, at the Texans, that's a toss up right now. It is genuinely because uh, that defense is also good in Houston. Really good. Bengals, okay, toss up. Browns, at Wait. Browns, by the way. Hey. Ravens. So that's four. Uh, like I'll, I'll give them the pass for Titans for right now. Well, say it's a divisional game still. Say they sweep Titans too. Nove- from Texans, Bengals, Browns, Ravens. Four in a row could be zero and four. I will not be surprised. Generally could be, but yeah. if they could be, but at the same time, I won't be surprised if they're four and zero. Yeah. So it's so that, weird. That's that that's way. the stretch of the season where it's where it's really going to come down to. Because in, in that same stretch, uh, let me might as well put up Indy and uh, Houston at the same time here. Yeah. Uh, very quickly. So Indy is that stretch. Indy has an easy. We have a bye next week. Yeah, we have a bye. So we have the Bucks at the Titans at the Bengals Steelers. We close off with the Texans, so that could potentially be like that Sunday night football game, potentially, right? Yeah. And then the Falcons Raiders. So like again, Indy, same thing. I could see us going four and zero, and going zero and four. But the issue time. is, we have to like overtake Jaguars. Where Houston is a position, they don't have to overtake them. They could just be. But same. if we end up beating Houston, then that makes it. That makes it. I don't know what the three way yeah. tie. It would be a three way tie or something. Um, like but I agree with you. Houston is a more likely team. Yeah, hundred um, percent. This is why I also had Houston ahead of Indy in general. But they're doing above and beyond because I didn't yeah, think well, Tennessee Indy's was going to be this bad Indy's either. Hurt. Indy's hurt. Um, <laughs> Indy doesn't have their quarterback. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, true. And also, CJ Stroud's a freaking god. <laughs> um, let me check Houston very quickly before we talk about. Just a couple other games here. Yes, because we got to talk about on, Josh yeah. Dobbs again. But Houston, yeah. Houston, Houston. So they're five and four. 
like you said, they play Cardinals next week. Now we'll see what happens with Kyler Murray. Could be a different. Yeah, it's, story. A, it's a different. It's a different game. Uh, with Kyler Jaguars, Murray Broncos, Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts. I could even argue they have an easier schedule than the Colts. I could. I could <laughs> Realistically, we have an easier schedule. There's no way we have the easier schedule. I don't know. If, I think we're both at the bottom somewhere. Yeah, that might be the case. Texans have an easier one. Yeah, in you my got, opinion, you got the Jets, Broncos. Um, obviously, Jets defense are really you good. Got Titans twice, and that could be a split, honestly. Yeah, because Will Levis versus CJ Stroud would be fun to watch. That'll be so fun to watch too. Yeah, but yeah, no, like that's a, that's AFC South is coming down to the wire. <laughs> it will, and then in a couple of years, it will be the juggernaut. It yeah, will be division. the juggernaut, yeah. Where all four teams will make the playoffs, maybe, because <laughs> of their quarterbacks. Um, Josh Dobbs, once again, doesn't know where his locker room is. First home game. He doesn't need to know there. where his locker room is. But uh, are you done with the Saints? Like, do you still, they'll they, make, they'll Their division the, is so bad that they could still make the playoffs. They'll somehow. make the playoffs. They're fine, like, that way, but, like, don't expect much from them. Is it, like, as a Saints fan, because I'm seeing our relative who's a Saints fan on Twitter all the time, saying the team's so bad. How bad is it that they will win the division and they won't get one of these quarterbacks? Because it is a quarterback-written draft. Now, how good are each is going to be? I don't know because we know it's Caleb Williams, Drake May, Quinn Ewers, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, JJ McCarthy Jaden Daniels from uh, LSU, Yeah, uh, I think is in this one as well. And there might be another one. Now, granted, I don't know how which one is going to be like a Stetson Bennett version of these guys or, Matt, or Duggan or whoever. Uh, but still... Like, if a guy like Penix falls, you got to take him. Yeah, right? you got to so, take a chance on the, the Heisman winner. But then at the same time, you might not be in a position to because you might be in a playoff spot <laughs> because of your division is so bad. Exactly. Uh, but at the same time, if Dobbs somehow makes it to the Super Bowl or the playoffs, they have to make a movie off this, remember, right? <laughs> yeah, playoffs. <laughs> like, is this like... Even, is, okay. Super Bowl is a stretch, Is DeMar Hamlin a lock for comeback player of the year just because he played that one game as of right Probably, now? Probably, right? All right, minus that situation then, because I will agree with that because there is a life-threatening situation that happened with him. Is Josh Dobbs comeback player of the year? If you're looking at taking taking away the Because it could be a Geno Smith type if thing. If you're thinking about like uh, coming back from like bad performances, right? Like most improved. Like we could say that. That's what Geno Smith was. Yeah, Geno Smith year. was most improved. Like comeback players, like you know, it's the same. No, but it's the same. It's the same thing, kind thing. of thing, right? For but NFL, it's the same. Like you can kind of like break it up into tiers, like where you have the Alex Smith and Demar Hamlin yeah. winning it, and then you're gonna have Josh Dobbs, the Josh Dobbs and Geno Smith. Yeah, it's Josh Dobbs. If you're looking at that perspective, yeah. right? If they like split up the award a little bit and you have a most improved and a comeback, most improved is Josh Dobbs. Yeah, and obviously he's in a better system than Arizona, right? Kevin O'Connell is a legit coach. You mean Minnesota? You said Arizona. Yeah, so he's a different situation in Arizona. Oh, so you're, yeah. he's in a better situation in Arizona. Okay, no. Uh, this is without Justin Jefferson. They're 4-0 without Justin Jefferson. We're 5-0 hey. now with Justin Jeff- without Justin Jefferson. Trade Jefferson. Kyler <laughs> <laughs> um, made a comeback Let's just, since we're reacting to it live. That's the last game we will probably talk about because uh, we don't need to talk about some of the other games. So uh, we'll do a full more depth of these games later on. But Kyler Murray's back. And close game with Arizona. Or they're up now by five. They're up now, yeah. Um... My question to you is, let's just say Kyler goes on a slight win streak, but they're still in a position to draft a QB. Are you more so that keep Kyler? Because I still think Kyler's underrated. I think, Kyler, I think, you I think Kyler's slightly underrated. You could, win, you could win with Kyler. I agree yeah. with that. Um, I still think he's a slightly underrated guy, but if Marvin Harrison Jr. is available or a QB is available, where, where would you go? Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, okay, I guess depending on the QB. Like, let's just say there's Houston some, pick is not theirs, right? So you're gonna yeah. have one pick. So if, if you're gonna have one pick and you're a top three pick, let's just say you are someone I'm, top I'm three. Try to get Marvin Harrison Jr. or like a tackle or whatever that helps Kyler out. 
Well, more than a QB at this point. Then trade back. We'll see how the rest then of the season. Trade back. We'll see how the rest of the season yeah. goes because that's what they did. They traded back, right? The if it's not Marvin, Hill, if it's not Marvin Harrison Jr., then trade back. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I don't know if you can land Brock Bowers, but I, don't, I think Brock Bowers you could get like from the six to ten range. Yeah. At the current moment. So you are you so you're more likely like if let's just say they're the first overall pick, are you draft Caleb Williams or are you trade back what Justin Fields situation last year and stick with Kyler? Depending on how Kyler performs, because he doesn't really have weapons. Unless you draft game. Marvin Harrison number one. Minus Marvin Harrison in this case. Then trade back. So you're saying no matter what, keep Kyler. I'd say keep Kyler. Yeah, no, I do agree with that because if if Kyler's in the trade market, if there's, I'm Minnesota, there's only one reason I wouldn't. Because it's Caleb Williams. No, okay, yeah, there's that, but like, you know how like Joe Burrow and like these Bengals and these Chargers teams got good with yeah. Josh Allen. It's because they built around them when they had the rookie contract. Right? Yeah. So like they already built a squad. Yeah, and all they had to do was pay the quarterback. But here's the thing: if I'm the Saints, I I wouldn't mind going trade for him if they were like they're gonna be far down, far down below Minnesota. They they're not gonna have a QB next year unless I guess Josh Dobbs. <laughs> but Josh Dobbs a QB. <laughs> but no, like genuinely though, I I think Kyler Murray's very underrated. He his numbers are similar to Lamar Jackson's at least to start off the career, right? Yeah. He look how good he was when he had DeAndre Hopkins healthy with him. Like they were insane. They were. Right, and I don't know who their OC is, so because they're Jonathan Gannon is a defensive coach, so we'll see how the rest of the games go. So far, based on his stats, very quickly before we get into looking, the next looking topic, looking pretty decent. because uh, he um he rushed for a touchdown already. Seventeen for twenty-seven, two hundred eight yards. He threw a pick, but yeah, he's like you said, he rushed for a touchdown, but he's throwing to guys like McBride, Moore, and Marquise Brown, who he has a connection with. Colts legend Zach Pascal. Yeah, which he never made a catch yet. <laughs> Didn't make a catch yet, but. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still like team build around Kyler. Kyler. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but if they are like, I wouldn't be mad at the, if they were to go to top three and pick a QB. Then if I'm Minnesota, if I'm uh, uh, New Orleans, for example, maybe go calling. Go trade for Kyler. Yeah, trade for Kyler. But yeah, so let's move on to Sunday night football quick prediction because it's not a good one. Uh, yeah, I, I mean I really, by the time this is out, Sunday. Yeah, football. I really love my boy Aiden O'Connell, but I'm going with the Jets here just because. I don't even know who I picked. Let me quickly check. That. I picked the Jets, I'm pretty sure. Um, I picked the Jets. Their defense is too good. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so you're a rookie quarterback. And then, obviously, they're not using... I don't I don't expect Josh Jacobs to do it much. And Antonio Pierce, though. Well, you know, Antonio <laughs> Pierce could change something there because yeah. Josh Jacobs finally had a good game with him. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm going Jets. Jets, right. About it. And then Monday, should have flexed it out. Monday Night Football. Should have flexed it out. Literally for that game that we Should have flexed it out. Uh, Monday Night Football, Broncos, Bills... Bales, I swear to God, if you lose this game. You better not lose this you game. You cannot lose this game. You can't. As good as the Broncos are <laughs> beating the Chiefs, I'm putting yeah. quotation marks for audio listeners. Was that their last win? Uh, like that last game, I mean? And then I think so, because they had a bye week. They had a bye week, right? Yeah, Chiefs. They're on a two-game hey, two heater like the San Jose Sharks right now. Yeah. All right? They beat the Packers, which are okay. Man. Well, Sharks already lost now. Oh, true. <laughs> uh, But the Chiefs, they destroyed them. Based on scoreline. They did. They so did destroy the Chiefs. They're at the Bills, and we saw what the Bills struggle with the Giants. So Anything can happen, but like Bills... You Bills play to the team's level usually. You can't... Yeah, you can't afford to lose this one here. Yeah, but yeah, because you're 5-4, and four and you're going to be tied with Indy, so maybe lose. Might be good for us. Yeah, like, obviously as a fan of, like, my team, you yeah. lose, but like, you can't afford it. Yeah. Okay, Um. so that's Monday Night Football. Um... As mentioned, we'll probably cover the one o'clock games more so because there's a good game in Detroit and Chargers going on right now. 31-24, uh, fourth quarter. Which we'll talk about more on Thursday when we record on Wednesday. It might be a tie game, potentially. Okay. Uh, we'll still react to anything crazy that happens. <laughs> but uh, NBA, very quickly, uh, b- before we go into early reactions, 
Kelly Oubre Jr., uh, Philadelphia 76er, got struck by a car um, as a pedestrian. And uh, he's in the hospital, but I think he's in stable condition. He's able to make a recovery and get back. Um, broken ribs, early indicator, or early um, injuries. Injury. And uh, I think there's something with his hip and leg, obviously. And there's some cuts and bruises. So he will be out for a while. Yeah. That's for sure. Good thing he's survived and he's yeah. not in critical condition. And there's some dumbass guys I love to tweet some stupid shit. For this guy tweeted, oh, Kelly Oubre is so bad, like less than 11 points. I hope he gets hit by a car. And now he deleted the tweet, obviously. But, you know, social media, screenshots happen. And uh, a little, little too, too much. Yeah. A lot too much, actually. Not a little too much. But yeah, no. Kelly Oubre, hope you get better. Genuinely, like, just thankful that, you know, yeah, like, it, like sports, your stable condition. It's and sports. Stuff like, like yeah, you're on a team that we might not like. That doesn't mean we care. We want you dead or something exactly, like that. Exactly, right? So like, we want you healthy. It's sports <laughs> at the end of the day. You're like, we want we want to beat the players when they're on the court. Yeah. Like, we don't want to beat them when, like, oh, they're best, one of their, some, some of the, like, you know, good role player, which yeah. Kelly Oubre is. Is not on the court. Okay. Um, yeah, so get well soon, Kelly Oubre. But let's talk about his squad for a second. Seven-game win streak. Starting off 0-1. There's 7-1 with Nick Nurse. Joel Embiid probably might, could be could be an MVP favorite, but it still might be Steph or Tatum or uh, Luka. Because Luka also went off last game. Uh, at least the last game I remember is morning because power outage hey screwed my schedule up. Nick but. Nurse, he knows his stuff. Yeah. Right? Well, I've witnessed it first time with the Raptors, so... I expected the 76ers to be better, but I didn't expect them to be first place ahead of the Celtics and the Bucks. The Bucks are out of on the wild card right now. Yeah. But no, no, props to them, right? Props to Nurse. He's come in and fixed something. Obviously, they got the cancer out in James Harden, which obviously helps when you got they're rid of losing. that early. And they, I don't think they won a game with him yet. They're playing right now. They just finished their game, and uh, they lost to the Grizzlies, who were, who were winless. So I think so that's like three in a row losses with James four. Harden. Or four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, okay, to be fair with that, okay, we'll finish off the Sixers. Yeah. First. So, like, no, like, you got rid of your problem early. You're playing good basketball. That's the only reason Tyrese why I gave you a good trade. Tyrese, grade. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey's stepping up. Probably like MIP. Like, it's like genuine, like, the Pascal Siakam, right? Like, when Nurse came in, Siakam stepped up. Right now, Maxey's stepping up. And Kenneth Walker, my boy, got a touchdown. <laughs> and he's on my fantasy I team. I need the Seahawks to win. Okay, anyways, continue. <laughs> this is live, live uh, beyond the radar. Well, that's, so. that's big. That's big for me, but... Uh, back to um, Tyrese Maxey, like like how Pascal Siakam stepped up for Nick Nurse that year. Yeah, um, he's doing the same thing. It's genuine. Like I kind of see that Raptors team in the when within that Sixers team, but obviously the difference the is the big man is your superstar. The big man is a superstar. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I did not expect this. Now it, again, every team's gonna come back to Earth at some point, unless you're like the seventy three nine Warriors, which is not they're not that, and. Uh, yeah, they're seven and one. Uh, and to be fair, like we expect Dame and Giannis to figure it out, like just learn to do a pick and roll. And yeah, you'll so be unstoppable. Before we go to the box, uh, we mentioned the Clippers, and they're on a four game losing streak. Now, it's fi- for me. It's still fine. Oh my god, Chargers. Okay, sorry. Right, let's <laughs> focus up. Let's let's just get the East done, and we'll go to the West. Okay, right? fine. Let's do that. Yeah. So box, like obviously, you, like you said it before off camera, like you expect them to figure it out. Yeah, because you expect them to I don't out. know how. Like it's easy to say. Pick and roll is pretty easy to do, and I, I get that. We're not NBA players, though. When in doubt, pick and roll. <laughs> pick and roll, right? I don't know how much of it is on Adrian Griffin's system where he's just letting people go out because, again, I, I love that he got a head coaching opportunity, but not maybe not, not for the, the right contender, situation. right? And because um, obviously, Darvin Ham with us was okay last year. I still don't want him, <laughs> really. But uh, after what we've seen, but 
same thing with Adrian Griffin, right? Like, I want, who's going to be available? And then, um, yeah, I think they'll figure it out. They'll fight for it. Like, Dame is going into a situation where he was the guy. You give him the ball and move out of the way. He'll make a play. Now you're, Giannis is that guy, too. Now it's Giannis, and you're doing a pick-and-roll play, and you're still going to see where Giannis likes to be on the court. Yeah, it's a pick-and-roll. It's easy to say pick-and-roll and, roll and uh, go into that post position. It's not that type of NBA anymore. Um, at the same time, though, uh, they are. They got. He's got to figure out where Dame likes his spots the most, or Giannis likes his spots the most. Where Brook, for example, he's a point guard, so he has to figure out where Brook likes the ball, where his hot spot is, or Middleton, or when they cut, etc. So it do takes you, time. Do you think it's just like they're trying to do too much, or I think they need to realize that one of them needs to take a step back, right? Like you're saying, like you're saying, like a LeBron D Wade situation. Like, like one of them needs. Like, to like D Wade took a step back. Yeah, like one of them needs to take a step back, type of thing. It's still Giannis's team. I'm because that situation was D Wade stepped back because he knew that LeBron is the guy. It's still this. This is it is Giannis's team. The problem is Giannis's skill set doesn't match Dame's skill set, and no defensively, Dame gets cooked in the perimeter because it's not Drew Holiday anymore. It's Damian Lillard. Now the offense should hopefully out, out uh, overpower that, but if you're cold. At least with Drew Holiday's defense, you could still make it tough shots after tough shot after tough shot. Um, I like I said, I'm th- I don't think those guys are the type of guys to like be Jake James Harden, I guess, or well, Russell not, Westbrook. I'm not, like I'm not even putting that. In they'll figure it out. Yeah, I still think they're, they're not, a team that needs to get in the playoffs the, and they'll be fine. We're just talking about straight basketball here. Like one of them needs to take a step back, but it is ride the hot hand of that game. Exactly. So that's, that's what, like game one against the Sixers was Dane. Yeah, and do that, but. Don't like force feed Giannis because you're hot and he's not. Let him get his natural pr- way of getting baskets and maybe he's killing it on the defensive floor. You know, on the flip side, if you know you're not as hot, give it to Giannis, but give it back to Dame if he's getting double teamed and, you know, Dame still shit. Not even shots. give it to Middleton. <laughs> that too. Give it I'm just saying, like, different situations that. But I think they'll figure it out. Um, the Hawks are kind of coming back down to earth because they started off but, pretty hot. But yeah, Celtics, we expect everything like what they're yeah, doing for no, sure. Nothing surprising there. But Indy. Your favorite one, yeah. It's probably Indy. the Pacers. Six and, and three. Tyrese Halliburton, I don't think I've seen him. Like every time I've seen his stat line, I don't think he had in a game where he had less than 10 assists. <laughs> because every time I see this guy, he's out, He's at 12 or 13 assists. Uh, he's averaging 11.9. Obviously, I'm over exaggerating. 11.6 now. I'm having, I'm over over exaggerating a little bit just because he, I'm pretty sure he had this games where he didn't uh, reach ten assists, but like that guy's playmaking is absolutely insane, and uh, the Kings might be a little bit. I don't know if they're gonna be dreading this in the future. They'll be dreading this in the future. Currently, they're fine, but Tyrese Halliburton, oh my, like absolute baller. No, I still wasn't a huge fan of the trade. I get it, it was a win-win situation for last year. We'll see. Key if thing last year. We'll see if it's for this but, year. But um. Yeah, they were my jump team. I didn't expect to be the three seed. Maybe that's the new Kings for the East. <laughs> but it could be. Yeah. Uh, Magic. I feel like they always do this. They start off hot every single year, then they just Miami go down. Heat's in there <laughs> still. Yeah, but they're five and four as well. Everybody's tied, right? Your squad's like half a game behind. So that's too early to tell, right? Um, now. Obviously, we need to try to tune into more Raptor games. I wish they're you know if we could get if we were able to get what's it called NBA game pass was league it? pass league pass like, that's pretty but it's not working itself. the greatest but like it could get some red zone type vibe but yeah um, but let's flip over to the Raptors West. very quickly so, I mean, it's the same thing it's still I'm, the most confusing team it's the same thing for me right and then got your ass kicked by the Celtics who like, called a touch challenge at like up 20 yeah but let's just move to the West like I oh said, I said the same thing we did say we're gonna have a guest video that that's hope that got moved to next week due to situations on the side yeah. and plus if we had a power outage I don't think we would have been able to get it done anyways so yeah, yeah. but let's move on to the West so far your Lakers have been disappointing um, 
Oh, you want to start off there? Okay, get the thing with the yeah, just do your quick thoughts there. Like, obviously, we uh, mentioned, Lakers, I feel no, like we mentioned it last part, too. It's Darvin Ham. Yeah. That's it. Um, so, it's the same issues. Uh, no, but the, the difference with last game they played against the Suns. Now, the funny thing is they beat the good teams or then they lost to the bad teams, right? The difference between the first half and the second half was their defense came out, and that's what caused the offense. And Cam Reddish was hitting threes, and that helped. And uh, Austin Reeves got moved to the bench and was playing in the clutch, though, and how D'Lo started off strong. For me, the identity is the defense to offense. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the main thing. Hopefully, we can get, add more shooting is the consistent three-point shooting. And Darwin Ham, figure out your lineups because sometimes your lineups are annoying. But you've been doing better since the last time we talked about this. And now, looking at the Clippers, 3-5 and five record, obviously. 3-6 and six now, I think. Uh, yeah, after today. Yeah, no, for me, this one is a more hectic... Uh, box situation because A you're also incorporating too much star power <laughs> too much star power you're incorporating a guy that's been a cancer at other spots by saying I want the ball I want the ball blah 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 whatever the case may be I won't be surprised if he demands a trade or signs somewhere else in the offseason Russell Westbrook is a similar situation but I think he kind of figured it out now he's fitting uh, Kawhi Leonard is making statements like he's a role player which is confusing to me because he's the guy Paul George is playing like the guy as well James Harden is a number three situation on that team, yeah. right? James Harden just needs to play point guard. Now, here's think, the thing. The yeah. thing with James Harden is, again, Ty Lue, I trust him as um, the most in this coaching situation to figure stuff with star power out because he did coach LeBron once upon a time. And um, in this case, though, I think he'll figure it out. It's just like, how do you incorporate everything to go at once? Uh, James Harden will f- figure out at least the point guard side of things. And the scoring, we'll see when it comes. I haven't really watched the Clippers game with him playing yet because, again, our schedules didn't line up. Because it was, I feel like it was on the East Coast side of things. I but feel yeah. like with them, I feel like they're trying to play like level to each other. Yeah. Right? They're trying to like, you know, spread it out as much as they can. Whereas sometimes, you know, one guy just take over the ball and dominate. Yeah. Right? So I feel like they're That the has op- to be the guy, Kyle Leonard. Yeah. I mean, it could be Paul George. Obviously, it could be Paul odd, George is playing it could insane be a, right now. It could be the odd James Harden or Westbrook game. But, um, yeah, I think Kyle Leonard needs to do that what he did with the Raptors still and make sure that, like, you know, make that statement on the court that it it is Listen, his team. it's still Kawhi's team. There's yeah. No one's touching Kawhi when he's healthy, defensively and offensively. No one is. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody Best says. Best two-way player in the game. Paul George is high, uh, uh, half a tier below him. That's the most I could say. James Harden, um, you, it's, the pressure's on you the most. Do so something. Do something. We'll f- see how that goes. Because right now, we'll yeah. have more. We'll have more to say once we have we've seen more games. Zero and four since the trade, or zero yeah. and three, whatever it is. We'll see again. I I'm fine with that at this point, but we'll see how it goes later on. Is the question, and when we see more games of how they play. But should we go quick fire now? Oh, uh, very quickly. The Giants got their first, first score against, against the Dallas. Dallas Cowboys this year. Um, quick fire UFC. Obviously, we didn't watch it, so we can't really analyze. Oh, I'm gonna say one thing. Sorry. What about the NBA? The Houston Rockets. Are fun to watch right now. Yeah, they five are and three record, and then I'll, I'll have one more question as well after this. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so Houston Rockets right now they're kind of eating your words wrong <laughs> type of thing, but uh, <laughs> Dylan Brooks is kind of playing like FIBA again. I can't but, say anything right now. And uh, Minnesota though, there's two things we're gonna hear. They're six and two, which is good. And we beat them. Okay. The Raptors beat them. <laughs> but. The Carl Anthony Towns situation is massive right now. Brian Hind- Windhorst said that we don't even know how you could even get a first round pick for Carl Anthony Towns. He fouled the game they won against the who it was. He had seven points, seven turnovers, six fouls. He's not playing. Like, He's a big man. It's, it's ruined him. Like, it's, that, that, that situation has ruined the him. The Bear trade ruined him. But like at the end of the day, like if you're winning games, you can't complain. But where about will it? he fit now? <laughs> That's the issue, right? Because he is. A, I don't know. I think he's one of the two hundred million dollar players in the NBA. 
Yeah. Uh, defensively, Gobert is one of the best his back to yeah, the like, point candidacy again. Like, I'll give him credit for Gobert with that, but like, I'm saying the fit for me wasn't going to work. And then Anthony Edwards is playing his mind, though. Like, he might arguably yeah. be the best shooting guard this year again. Uh, arguably, Booker, yeah. The Booker being injured. Booker, yeah. Yeah, so, like, hey, that's the situation. It's fair to say, man. It's like, I can't. Like, hey. It's very fair to say that. And I don't know how this cap situation is working out because, like, obviously we see what Boston has done. And also with his injuries as well. You don't know. Like, I will not be somehow be, like, somehow the Clippers somehow finesse to get him. I won't be like, oh, my God. But we'll see how it goes. Um, I would love, if I were as a Laker fan, I would try to get him because I think his fit with AD is way better than his fit with Gobert. 100%. Because AD yeah. could play power forward. Yeah. He can't. That's the difference. Yeah, that's the AD difference. could defend the perimeter on a given day, yeah, essentially. Towns' defense has always never been the best in general Yeah, as well. Um, okay, well, that's the NBA talk for right now. So now uh, we're going to quick fire. We yeah. Obviously, you want to see me quick because we never really watched it. Yeah, because power outage. But <laughs> I guess Alex Pereira, I guess... Is the guy. Like, I think, did we say this? I don't know if you said this, but I was like, if it's a knockout, it's going to be Alex Pereira win, and if it was like a decision, it'll be a Yuri win. I don't know. Maybe you have. I don't know if that's I what. That's how I thought of it as it, and I thought... Pereira's power was like a little bit too much. It's gonna be difficult to match. But let's talk about what happened after the fight because we could definitely comment on that. Okay, no, for, during the fight though, because from what I've seen, I haven't w- went went back to watch the highlights or see the yeah. fight replay. But um, with the they were saying it was an early stoppage, but Yuri did come out and say, "No, I was done. Like he got caught. I, I'm not gonna complain about that. We'll see yeah. though. Afterwards, what he says. Um, Jan's pissed that. Okay, we'll get to that now. But um, before we get to the heavyweight side of things, um, uh, uh, Alex Pereira second round TKO win, called out, same guy again, Israel Adesanya this time to two hundred five. This time it's gonna be for at Pereira's belt. Yeah. At Pereira's belt, uh, well, te- technically last time was Pereira's belt too, uh-huh. <laughs> but the second time they fought last time was but Pereira's belt. division now. <laughs> yeah, Izzy did come out and say he's like, "You're welcome to the middle eight division that I got the monster out because if." I lost that last one. You guys would have been uh, still stuck with him here instead of light heavyweight. Yeah. And listen, is like he's obviously in a break, a well-deserved break at the end of the well day. Deserved, 100% yeah. well-deserved break. But we want to see, I want to see three. Here's the thing, because Jan's like, why are you keep pulling out the same guy? I think I beat you anyways the first time. Because again, I don't think we watched that fight. We didn't either. Yeah. yeah, I think we missed it for some reason. But um, that was that was a decision. That was a decision. So, but with the, with the Izzy, because right now the realistic one is Alex versus Jamal Hill when he's healthy. Yeah. Right? Izzy, I think, will want to go back to middleweight, maybe become a simultaneously like how he was trying to be with Jan. Yeah. Uh, Two-division champion. Two-division, yeah. Um, McGregor. <laughs> yeah. And I think he could, he's able to beat Strickland if Strickland's still the champ or Duplessis. We'll see how he does, right? Izzy knows how to beat Pereira, clearly. Did it. Because it's a, it's a counter-puncher, not a guy who pressures, which was the year he was doing for the little yeah, clip yeah. I did see on Twitter, on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call but it. Like, obviously, we're not going to comment too much on the fight because we didn't watch Again, it. Again. Right? Like, but the aftermath, I do want to see Izzy go back to... I want to see Pereira beat Jamal Hill, if that's legit, because the light-heavy division, right now, it's like hot the potato N- with a belt. It's the NFL. It's literally <laughs> hot potato with a belt. <laughs> like like how, how much the NFL is on drugs? That's yeah. what the lightweight, lightweight division is. Yeah, light-heavyweight. Like heavyweight, yeah. And then uh, then I want to see him go fight Pereira at 205 and I'll see if the weight is a big factor in Pereira versus Izzy at 205 compared to, I think, 185, which is middleweight. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued to see it. I think he'll get the, Izzy will get a title shot at uh, middleweight first. That's the thing there. Um, next month, set card is Covington Edwards. So, yeah. we'll get ready for that. Hopefully, no situation there. All right, let's move into boxing very quickly before we talk about the MLB news. Um... So, the situation here with the boxing right now is 
the heavyweight division is kind of all over the place, right? Because we know it's Tyson Fury's division, and he's fighting uh, Usyk. I want to say his division after the Ngannou disappointment. Yeah. But um, uh, we know who's the two main guys there fighting for the the belts there. The question mark is who's the who's three and four right now. I still think at the end of the day, Wilder should be is considered two, and we ha- he has to prove it though. That's the difference. Um, Wilder is calling out Joshua. He's willing to get a fight made ASAP. Wilder hasn't fought since that hilarious, crazy half punch Knock knockout. Out, yeah. um, whereas Joshua, they said they were supposed to fight each other next. Originally, December twenty third is a significant date because it was supposed to be Usyk versus uh, Fury. Yeah. Obviously, that got delayed now to February, most likely. And uh, instead of Joshua versus Wilder, though, they might be on the same card. But fighting different which people. Which is kind of weird. Because uh, right now, it's Anthony Joshua versus Otto Alin, who some pe- boxing fans will remember, gave Fury a fight before Joshua and Fury 2... Uh, sorry, F- uh, Fury and Wilder 2 happened. Yeah. Uh, because that was like their tune-up fights. Yeah, yeah, And then when I think Wilder fought uh, Luis Ortiz for the second time. Yeah. And the second one is Joseph Parker, who's a decent boxer from what I heard, is fighting Deontay Wilder. So they're on the same card, but different fights. Um, I don't know who should be the main event. I think, personally, biased speaking, is Deontay Wilder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I just feel like he's the bigger attraction in terms of knockout-wise. But obviously, Anthony Joshua is the more, I guess, bigger name in Saudi terms. Because that's where the fight is supposed to happen. Um, and there's supposed to be a third fight that's supposed to be insane in that thing as well. But, yeah, um... That'll be a sick. That'll be finally a good sick boxing card. That's not in, misfits involved, I guess. That's not YouTubers. Influencer involved. That's not YouTubers. Yeah. Um. I feel like they both need a fight before they fight each other. So I, I kind of, especially Wilder. Yeah. Like if they're like they fight these both of these guys win, next card or next chance they have, they should be fighting each other. That's that's my take on that for. For the car, so like I don't mind that they're you know on the same car but not fighting each other. Like some people might be pissed off because they want to fight right now, but I feel like to get the best of both, they gotta have a tune-up fight. I wanted to see Ruiz involved, either against Joshua to f- figure out who whether the, the trilogy fight or <laughs> even against Wilder. But Joseph Parker, from what I hear, is good instead of Otto Wallin, I guess. But uh, and there's supposed to be a, the third uh, fight there is supposed to be something insane as well. But um. Yeah, uh, that's that's the boxing side of things. So it's intriguing. Let's see what happens if it's official or not. It is boxing. It takes millions of years, and promoters get involved. We all know the we story all know there. the story of boxing. Yeah. Uh, but December is looking like to be a good fight month with the UFC potentially this card, and obviously we're still going to tune into Jake Paul fighting a boxer. Yeah. Joe Forney type boxer, but a boxer. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, MLB very quickly though. Uh, Silver Slugger's been announced. Uh, a new coach hiring has been announced. More of a promotion. Uh, yeah, we'll start with there. Astros. Astros named Espada next manager. This is obviously replacing uh, Dusty, Dusty Baker. Uh, is set to name bench coach as team. Their bench coach as a team manager. Uh, yeah, that's no much more. Joe, Joe Espada, to be exact, yeah. his name. And I, mean, uh, I like the fact they're hiring within. I don't think you could really have any issues with that when your team yeah. is already that good. Yeah, yeah. So like, so you just have someone just knows the players, knows the system. No. Nothing's really gonna affect too much, yeah. or like you know, where a new coach comes in, you know, you gotta build relationships and all that stuff because they're already made, and uh, we have a probably a potential game of the year going on right now, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yankees approached Ross about a bench coach position, which is makes sense because uh, this could be his uh, la- Aaron Boone's last year. Yeah, if he's not already gonna get fired. Um, Tatis. So this is one of the awards, Platinum Glove winners. 
Fernando Tatis wins it for the National League, which is insane coming back and playing right a different field, position. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Andres Jimenez for second baseman. Wins it for, for the, the AL. AL. Uh, Blue Jays as an AL team, which makes sense because we had one of the best outfield defenses the for outfield sure defense with Chapman. Amazing, yeah. And uh, NL, it was the Milwaukee Brewers. And that's that one. Uh, Silver Sluggers, very quickly. I want to just announce this just right now. The winners quickly. Uh, Adley Rutschman, catcher, AL. Uh, first base, Yandy Diaz. Uh, second base, Marcus Simeon. Third base was Rafael Devers. Then Seager. Uh, then Corey Seager for shortstop. Outfield was Luis Robert, Julio Rodriguez, Kyle Tucker. Makes sense. I guess a little surprise with Dolores Garcia, but that's more playoffs, I guess. Kyle Tucker led the league. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm thinking playoffs. In RBIs, I think, yeah. I think it was thinking playoffs. Uh, designated hitter, Shohei Otani. Uh, utility was Gunnar Henderson. Yeah. Okay, team was the Texas Rangers. Makes sense. Makes sense. sense. Uh, National League, catcher, William Contreras of the Brewers. First base was Matt Olson. The Braves swept the awards, I think. Uh, second base, Luis Arise. Makes sense, considering he finished. Oh, they didn't say it here. Insane average. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Austin Riley for second base. Shortstop. For oh, third sorry, base. third base. Shortstop was Francisco Lindor, who I thought was struggling. This Same. Year. Well, I guess he picked it up. Um, I mean, nobody cared after the Mets after... Nobody cared about the Mets after, like, the June. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, outfield, Ronald Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts, Juan Soto. Wait, Freddie Freeman didn't get it? Matt Ma- Olsen. Oh, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, designated hitter was uh, Bryce Harper. Utility was Cody Bellinger, which is a, a little surprising. I thought he was a center fielder the whole year. He might play first base, but yeah. he could play first base, too. Uh, Mookie Betts was also in consideration for this. Yeah. Uh, winner, though, as a team, Atlanta Braves, no surprise there. Um, yeah, so that's the MLB side of things. Again, no, no update on any free agency or anything like that. So it's just been the managers so far. Um, no, I'm not even going to bother looking at the tweets. You could be called do that next week, most yeah. likely. Uh, last thing, uh, very quickly, soccer. We mentioned Jeevan's name earlier. The U17 World Cup is going on. Underway. So by the time this comes out, the second game will already have happened. Yes. Uh, against Uzbekistan. That's a 4 a.m. Monday morning. Must win game. Must win game. Or at least a result a, a, game. At least a result sure. game for sure. Even if you don't win that game, you still have a chance. But like, you're going to kind of leave it. You know, it'll be it'll be leave it tough against Mali for the last game where you have to win. So they lost to Spain, not surprisingly. Two nothing was a bro. That's a Spain. score line that definitely was beneficial because they could have easily lost that game. It like was ten nothing. You could have easily seen five to six goals. Now the one, okay, we're not gonna go too much with the game because it is a U seventeen. Well, Spain's up. that team, right? They're filled with Barcelona academy players. They're missing Madrid. Yamin Madrid as well, and Madrid. You're missing Yamin, Lamine Yamal. And they're still playing destroying. first team on Barcelona. Yeah. And then they have Mark Gui, who who's in Barcelona. Scored a goal for Barcelona first team. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's, they unfortunately lost, but, and they also got red carded. Red carded. Uh, unfor- but standout, Jeevan was a standout, and this is not being biased. You could go check out Alexander Ganje Ruzic's tweet. You could go at Peter Galindo. He might say the same thing as well. Um, but the other guy that started, two guys, I guess, for you is Lazar so Stefanovic. Abraham and Nat. Yeah, Lazar, well, obvious one. Lazar Stefanovic. And TJ Tahid. And TJ Tahid played really well, too. That's the ones I And then Jeevan Badwell. Jeevan Badwell. This is probably our intro clip here, but... Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the next game is 4 a.m., which is already out by now, so you guys will probably know the score. Then Thursday is the last group game. Canada just trying to make history. I don't even think they got a point in any Never of their... a point either, right? So, at least a draw would be beneficial. Uzbekistan lost 3-0 to Ma- uh, Mali, so, right? 
So technically, you're not last place in the group. If you're wondering how good these teams are, go check out Peter Galindo pod. We have chapters, so you could we'll talk about the U17 World Cup there. Um, so that's already been out a while ago, so you could check that one out. Um, other reactions, though, very quickly. It is international break coming up. As a Man United fan, it might be good. But in the Premier League side of things... We might, listed, we might have witnessed the game of the year. Oh, yeah, let's morning. start with that. Chelsea 4, Man City 4. Yeah. <laughs> An eight-girl thriller between, obviously, a team that's supposed to win it all and a team that, you know, kind of was struggling, but, like, kind of found their foot in the last two games, you know, beating Tottenham and now getting a point off of City. Chelsea, 90, what, third minute penalty to tie the game. Armando Broja winning the penalty coming yeah, off the bench. Clear penalty. Uh, I feel like they're kind of finding their stride now. You know, they've been on a good little stretch here. So No one's hotter than Man United, though. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the difference between Man United and us is that uh, Man United and Chelsea is Chelsea doing against the good teams. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, props to Chelsea. Young squad, 4-4, like... Holland. Thiago Salva and the kids. <laughs> Thiago Salva. Yeah, genuinely and the kids. it is. Like it is that. And like Holland is scoring with definitely, you know, a lot of body parts in his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um obviously I you know what I'm referring to, but I'm not gonna say it on camera. And uh you guys should see the highlight of how Holland scored. Yeah. But I don't know. Other questionable penalty. Again, all leagues have officiating concerns yeah, we're not even going to get into it today um, yeah. Man United very quickly again power outage we didn't watch the game in a way but maybe saved us barely got some sleep but they won they're on a heater they're I think in the last five games they won four and they have the most points I think out of that <laughs> but well, um, none of them were convincing yeah none of them were convincing and us and then the one competitive game you had you got whooped by City the ownership thing should be resolved apparently today or tomorrow by uh, David Ornstein from The Athletic um, Paul Mitchell is rumored if that's the case I heard he's very good he's the guy who orchestrated the original Spurs team with Alderworld and all those guys Yeah. Um, but again uh, let's see what happens simple as that I, at this point again I'm still Ten Hag in Same. we could criticize his decision making and maybe overplaying players to injury Bro, you gotta but we need continuation at some point yeah. and he's still a decent enough manager I understand the Varane situation I don't understand that at all why he's beefing Varane but um I, outside of the injury factors but yeah it is what it is that's Man United side of things um, right now I think is City's leading by a point right because they drew I think so yeah because they were tied with Tottenham Arsenal. lost again to the wall yeah Tottenham and Newcastle Newcastle lost Tottenham and for lost. how bad Man United have been this year we are 6th place we're in a Europa League spot 4 points we're 5 points off 4th we're 5 points off behind Tottenham right. I think yeah yeah so, but yeah, no, Arsenal, I think, won. And then Liverpool obviously had a big win against Brentford. So, Liverpool's second. Arsenal's tied with them for second. Yeah. Uh, goal difference goes to Liverpool by one. And then Tottenham complaining about injuries. Welcome to Man United's world. Yeah, Man United uh, has worse. Trippier complaining about injuries. Welcome to Man United's world. Uh, but yeah, those are some quick reactions there. Obviously, um, U17 World Cup is the most probably biggest soccer games we're paying attention to right now because of family because of a, a legit yeah our family because <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would have been able to get up to watch that but yeah uh, we'll call it there um, the jazz pod should be out soon because we still got to get it up there but um, yeah well, no, technically it's Monday so it's yeah, already out it's already out but uh, appreciate everybody for watching live reactions go watch the well not watch it because we're not live but uh, the the Lions game looks like we need something to talk about next time yeah but um uh, check out the Jazz Joe Hall podcast uh, great guy check and uh, follow his stuff his stuff will be linked in that video uh, as well 
uh, audio listeners, same thing. Download that one. Uh, thank you once again to 200. We're at 204, at least when I checked before recording. Next up, 300. Let's get that rolling. And uh, we'll continue to keep pumping out uh, content for you guys. Other than that, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.